Hello and welcome to the Otter Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Page, and today we are in for a twisting, turning tale of intrigue with all the toppings, featuring Russian dominatrix, identity theft, murder, and a cheesecake made with more naughty than nice. Today on the Otter, we are talking the attempted murder of Olga Sveik, the completed murder of Ala Alisenko, and a daughter's dogged determination to see justice done. Buckle in, kids, because this story is full of twists and turns, and let's go! and salutation otters how did everyone enjoy the birthday bonus episode do we all feel lush and spoiled receiving our second episode in a week good for the returning listeners welcome back and for the new listeners welcome welcome to the otter podcast where we are a trail mixed bag of all things unknown unsolved and just plain odd i hope everyone enjoyed our deep dive into pica prosopagnosia and proteus syndrome medical cases are so fascinating I hope you all enjoyed the episode, and if you really enjoyed it, or if you didn't, please leave a rating and a review. They really do help. I also do listener request episodes, so if you want your own personalized episode, you can send me an email at theotterpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and know what you want to hear from me. Now, today we are really doing a number on those who love murder mysteries and intrigue as we deep dive a case that has been sparking headlines lately and for good reason. We have to put a listener advisement on this episode, as it will contain mentions of murder, abuse of a corpse, and some sexual themes, although nothing too explicit. Listen at the level of your own comfort. But if you're still here, get settled and cozy, really cozy, because this case is going to give you goosebumps, as we talk about the many crimes of Victoria Nasrova. The bond between mother and daughter can be one of the strongest things in the world, and it was for Nadia Ford. Moving to the United States in 2007 for school, she left behind her mother, Ala Alexenko, in Krasnodar, a popular tourist town located near the Black Sea. Ala and Nadia's bond was strengthened by Ala's resolve to raise her kids as best she could by herself. Working sometimes four or five jobs at a time, Ala devoted herself to her two children. But Nadia had always been dreaming of moving to America, and when the opportunity presented itself, she did not hesitate. She stayed in touch with her mother, talking to her every day on the phone. She settled in Brooklyn, married and divorced, and kept up her correspondence with her mother. This was how she first learned of a woman named Victoria Nasrova. According to Allah, Victoria had moved in next door, and the two women had struck up an odd friendship. The relationship between the two women had developed so much that when Victoria told Alla she'd been planning a trip to New York, she offered to take Nadia presents. Alla entrusted her with not only $6,100, but a minked coat to bring to her daughter. However, this is where the friendship began to take a turn. Although Victoria took the mink coat in cash, she began to make excuses and put off the trip. Alla asked her friend to return the gifts, but was met with more excuses. She confided her fears that her friend had taken advantage of her to her daughter. Finally, on October 4, 2014, Alla called her daughter and reported that Victoria had agreed to return the valuables, but this would be the last time Alla and Nadia would ever speak. 
On October 5th, Nadia found it strange when her mother did not answer the phone. They had been in contact constantly since Nadia's move eight years ago, and suddenly Allah had gone radio silence, something her daughter felt she would not do. In desperation, Nadia called Victoria and simply asked where her mother was. Victoria claimed Allah was on a trip with a friend and her phone had probably died. Nadia was left to accept this answer until she could return to her office on Monday and print out her mother's phone log. It showed a call to Allah on October 4th at 11pm from Victoria and no activity since. Nadia now knew her suspicions about something having happened to her mother were correct. She dropped everything and headed straight to the airport, catching a flight back to Russia. Nadia arrived in Krasnodar and immediately called Victoria asking to meet. The pair met outside Victoria's apartment building where Nadia seized her in a bear hug and demanded to know where her mother was. Victoria shoved her off, screaming she's alive, before turning tail and running to her apartment, Nadia hot on her heels, demanding answers. Nadia called police to the scene, but after questioning Victoria, they left without further investigation. Nadia entered her mother's apartment and found it had been ransacked. Heirlooms, jewelry, and her mother's life savings of $50,000 that Allah had kept hidden in the home were all missing. Nadia felt Victoria was the only one who could have known where the money was hidden. Nadia also found what she felt was a message from her mother, scratched into the wall of her closet. The Russian word for money had been carved into the paint. Nadia believed her mother did this in an attempt to expose the reason for her death. Nadia went to the police with her findings but was dismissed. They insisted Allah would show up if Nadia just waited. She wasn't deterred and stayed on their heels demanding they investigate. She was so dogged they nicknamed her Crazy American Daughter. Nadia finally felt she had no choice but to take matters into her own hands and began posting flyers and driving thousands of miles for clues, even going as far as six hours overnight to check a hospital where she had been told her mother was. Unfortunately, the lady at the hospital was not Allah. Nadia even resorted to texting Victoria to plead for her mother's whereabouts, offering her money, her apartment, whatever she wanted. She received no response. Suddenly, Nadia was struck with the thought that her mother and Victoria might have been caught on surveillance cameras along the highway. Checking every camera around town and beyond, she paid heavily for the footage. Quote, it's Russia. You buy things. You have money. You buy things. But her efforts paid off. A camera caught a picture of a car with who Ford believed to be Victoria Nasrova behind the wheel and in the passenger seat, her mother, Allah. The picture was dated October 5th at 10 a.m. With hope that her mother could still be alive, Nadia sent the picture to the lead detectives but was shocked to learn he already had them and had been aggressively working the case. The car's plates matched a car Victoria was listed as having rented and this led to them bringing her in for questioning and a lie detector test. Now we all know that a lie detector test is not admissible in courts, it's easily tricked, and it's not an indicator of a person's guilt. So if someone misses a few questions, it's not an automatic guilty. But what about if they miss them all? Victoria Nasrova completely flunked the lie detector test. Now you would think, flunked lie detector test, meh, traffic can pick, okay, 
confirmed pick in car you rented all right person in front seat confirmed to be missing woman bingo arrest her right no they let her go nadia would later find out this was due to victoria seducing one of the officers assigned to the case and she fled because of course she did victoria decided not to press her luck and caught the first flight out of russia the authorities would later then issue an arrest warrant for her under the charge of murder Nadia was left not only still trying to find her mother, but now the only person who could tell her where she was, was lost in the wind. Nadia was at her wit's end, but she still had hopes of finding Allah. She was broke after six months spent in Russia searching. Finally, she met with the head of the Russian National Police. She was hopeful that involvement from so high a level would lead to reuniting with her mother. Unfortunately, it led to a completely different discovery. In April 2015, Nadia received a phone call reporting that charred human remains were found three hours from her mother's apartment in a remote area. The police wanted Nadia to take a look. The remains were so badly burned that Nadia had little to look at but teeth. Sadly, this was enough, and Allah was identified as the remains. The victim was found in Armavir, which is 110 miles from Krasnodar, and also where Victoria Nasrova grew up. The discovery of the body led Interpol to issue a red notice for Victoria Nasrova's arrest. Nadia finally returned to New York to attempt to heal. For three weeks, Nadia struggled with the revelation of her mother's death and the murderer's disappearance. She wondered if she would ever see Victoria again. Shockingly, she would, on Facebook. Now, if you were a murderer with an international APB for your arrest, would you hide out? Or would you flaunt your new life online with check-ins and pictures? Can you guess which one Victoria did? Victoria was very vain and had expensive tastes. Using a fake passport and name and assumingly the money stolen from Allah, Victoria took a lavish vacation in Mexico where she posted pictures daily. She eventually flew to New York but kept up her online persona of luxury and expense. While Nadia attempted to bring this to police and immigration, they couldn't pin Victoria down. Finally, with no other option, Nadia sought the help of private investigator Herman Weisberg, who used an almost unheard of tactic to find her location. Scrolling through her pictures, he found one in which she was wearing a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Using the reflection in the glass, Weisberg was able to note several things, such as the stitching in the back headrest and the dashboard of the car she was in. Taking the picture, Weisberg went to a parking lot of a train station and began to peep in windows looking for a make and model that had similar stitching. And above all odds, he found it. A Chrysler 300 had identical stitching. Taking this info, Weisberg also determined that Victoria had checked in several times in Sheepshead Bay, a Russian neighborhood in Brooklyn. Sending detectives out to the bay, they found several Chryslers, but when running plates, only one came back to a Russian name. When he went to the address listed on the registration, Reisberg also was able to find the placement of two manhole covers and a telephone pole on a street near the address that matched a different selfie Victoria had taken. It appeared to detectives that Victoria had moved in with a gentleman in Sheepshead Bay, was driving a Chrysler 300, and had taken selfies around the area. And worse yet, this was all located just blocks from where Nadia herself lived. Two years of living in America, and Victoria barely acted like a fugitive. She posted constantly on social media. This made narrowing down her location easier, but police were hesitant to make a move without proper identification. And Weisberg found it in a pair of boots. 
People on the run generally change their clothes and even their hair, but Weisberg has found that almost nobody changes their shoes. Think of your favorite pair of sneakers. How loath would you be to part from them? Victoria had posted several pictures in the same pair of boots, and when a woman close to her description was seen walking with the owner of the Chrysler 300 and wearing those exact boots, police finally knew they had found their fugitive. And they found a lot more out about Victoria's time in the state soon after. After arriving here, Victoria found her way into being an escort and a dominatrix. However, she was not very good at it, as she would continually roofie her clients and then rob them blind before disappearing. Nobody knows the exact number of victims, as those who fall under the scam rarely report it. Fear of shame and retaliation from wives keeps these men from reporting the crime. This wouldn't stop Ruben Borokov, owner of a dry cleaner in Queens, from telling his side, though. Utilizing a Russian online dating site, Ruben reported having no knowledge that Victoria was an escort when he met her. They got to talking and found a common interest in food. Victoria invited him over with a promise of a good meal, and Reuben happily agreed. Once in Victoria's apartment, Reuben remembers taking a bite of fish, feeling that something was off about it, and then lights out. While Reuben laid roofied, Victoria took his American Express and about $1,000 in cash and went on a shopping spree, racking up over $2,400 in charges. Two days later, still heavily drugged, Victoria was ballsy enough to walk Reuben into his own business, tell his employees he was drunk, and clean out the cash register before leaving him behind. Reuben spent a week in the hospital, but came out of the whole ordeal completely enamored by Victoria, even going so far as saying she deserved an Academy Award. Victoria kept up these various scams and stayed off police radar. She must have felt invincible. And then she didn't. Olga Sveik, a queen stylish, started doing Victoria's eyelash extensions. She felt it odd at first that Victoria, who lived in Brooklyn, would drive all the way to Queens for the upkeep, but figured since they both spoke Russian, maybe she just felt more comfortable with her. One day, Victoria texted Olga, begging for an emergency appointment and promising to bring her a cheesecake from a famous bakery as thanks if she could squeeze her in. Olga agreed, and Victoria showed up at her door with three slices. Victoria would then eat two before pushing the third to Olga. Olga remembers taking one bite and then becoming violently ill. She vomited several times and was helped to her room by Victoria. When Olga woke up later, Victoria was there with a bowl of soup. Olga doesn't remember eating it, but says she must have because the cheesecake would not have been enough to poison her. Two days later, Olga's landlord would discover her laid out on her bed, dressed in lingerie and surrounded by pills. The scene apparently staged to suggest she committed suicide. She was rushed to the hospital where doctors reported she'd barely survived. When Olga returned to her home, she noted several things missing, including her passport, work authorization, and ID. Olga and Victoria bore a resemblance, and Olga believed she enacted the whole thing in order to steal her identity. Later, when the cheesecake pan was tested, it showed traces of phenazepam, a potent sedative. And if you feel some sort of sympathy or weird camaraderie with Victoria on her little crime spree, let me just drop. She also killed a beagle on its birthday because one of her boyfriends wasn't paying enough attention to her. Yeah, so, lovely woman. On March 20th, 2017, Victoria Nasrova was finally arrested. Nadia cried tears of relief and Weisberg greeted Victoria with a cheery good morning as she was taken away in cuffs. 
Of course, Victoria claims she is being framed by Russian police. She was eventually charged with 18 felonies in New York, including grand larceny and attempted murder. As for Allah, Russia and America have no extradition treaty. Although Russia would like her to be sent there for trial, America wants its piece of the poison cheesecake first. Victoria Nasrova was convicted of attempted murder on February 8, 2023, and is currently facing up to 25 years in prison on that charge alone. Nadia Ford was a woman haunted by the loss of her mother, who saw no obstacle in getting the truth and bringing a killer to justice. Once called the crazy American daughter, Nadia stuck to her guns, found the evidence, and forced the facts to the front until they could not be ignored. It is without a doubt that Victoria Nasrova would have continued her crime spree and hurt or possibly killed many more people without Nadia's interference. To this day, all she wants to know is when her mother died. She buried her in a cemetery not far from where she was abducted under a stone with a name but no date. Nadia remembers her mother fondly, stating, My mom gave me the most important thing in life. I know what feeling a family means. I know what love means. Well, that's all for this episode. So what do you think? Did this dampen your craving for cheesecake? Do you feel like this was all a Russian cover-up by the police? Let us know what you think on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and leave a review. The Otter Podcast is now on TikTok. Come follow us there. Have a suggestion for a show? Send me an email at theotterpod at gmail.com with your request and what you'd like me to mention your name, your alias, or nothing at all. Remember, this is The Otter Side, so give me something cool, creepy, or confusing to deep dive for you. If you liked the show, leave us a review. They really help. I hope you guys have enjoyed the double episodes this week. I am exhausted. The Otter Podcast posts every other Thursday. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on The Otter Side.